This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, Carson Wentz, he's available. You can go get him right now. <laughs> oh my god, could you oh, could you imagine the phones? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a step up from Tannehill. Yeah. Rick and Dave would walk in in the morning. They wouldn't even have gone on the air yet. There'll be a full bank of calls just waiting for them. Oh my god. Oh my god, that would be that would be, that would be it would be outrageous, but it would also be fantastic. <laughs> oh man, that's rough. Uh, we'll get back to you on the phones in a second. Gordon, you can finish uh, your thoughts on the, uh, the previous caller asking about what the Knicks, could they go, could they beat, like, if they beat Cleveland, could can they beat we, uh, Philly? Can, you know, I watch TV shows with my son, right? And, and things will happen in the episode. And he'll be asking me, well, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? What, what does this mean? Well, who, who's that guy? I'm like, just watch the show. Can you just enjoy the show while the show's, if it's important, They'll explain it to you in the course of the story. You don't have to ask me every two seconds because that's the point of watching the show. Can we? I know it's a sport and I know it's a team, but can we just kind of enjoy the show right now? This was a team that last year missed the play in by six games. And here we are, you know, pretty deep into the season, and they're now won six and they're playing their best basketball of the season. Seems like everything's coming along. And, and they're now up to fifth in the East. Now, can they win a series? I don't know. But look at where they've come from already this year. We were talking about, like, can they make the play-in this year? That would be successful if they can make the play-in. Now it seems pretty clear they're going to make the playoffs. So if they've gone from that point, from last year, missing the play-in from six games, starting this year wondering if you can make the play-in, and now you're in the playoffs, would it really be all that shocking if they can win a round of the playoffs? No, probably not. But let's just we'll, – we'll deal with that when we get there. Let's just watch the show and enjoy the show right now. And this is a pretty good show to watch, Gordon. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> really trust good. me, we've had a lot of bad shows to watch. <laughs> we have. Oh, my Lord. My mother, the car, has been a couple of these seasons, you know? <laughs> it has been. Oh, it's my It's been pretty Lord. bad. It yeah. really has. It really has. Spike's in St. Pete. Hey, Spike, you're next on 98.7. Well, we got Gordon. Welcome back. First of all, uh, looks like your son grew about a half a foot. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's, he's starting to catch up to me a little bit. Yeah, it's getting it's getting a little. You know, yeah. I've been the tallest one in the family for a very long time. It's getting uh, it's getting down to the nitty gritty there. Yeah, he's going to blow right by you. Well, listen, when two good defensive teams play, something has to give, and uh, they shut down. The Brown was out. We understand it. Who cares? You take the win. Uh, they shut down their defense. So by the mere fact that Boston's a top defensive team, the Knicks are going to look a little sloppy. You know, 11 turnovers, 12 turnovers. They out-rebounded them again, and it was never a threat to me. I never for a second thought the Knicks were going to lose that game. So this is the rest of the week. we got the Nets. we got to go back to Boston on Sunday. That'll be a rematch. And I believe Miami, who could have lost tonight, but uh, – Tobias Harris scored two points, so it's going to be tough when a guy plays 35 minutes. But I'm taking the win, and the team's playing as good a ball defensively, and it's someone different every night. I think quickly really stepped it up, and you got this guy Hart. He's very, very special in a very quiet way. He's great, Spike. Thanks for the phone call, my friend. He's great. He, 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 Gordon, he's their Swiss Army knife. 
Mm-hmm. He plays D. He hits the three. He goes to the basket. He he, he talks on defense. He he passes the ball. He does. Listen, I'm not saying he's he's LeBron, but what I am saying is what he does. He does exactly what this team needs. And Gordon said it when he first got here. If Tom Thibodeau built a player in his laboratory, it would be Josh Hart. And he he just fits every single thing that that Tibbs wants to do. Absolutely. Uh, and he's been the best version of what you thought you were going to, right? Like, he, he does a lot of different things mm-hmm. and uh, that contribute to win, and, but you've gotten even a better version of what you thought you were going to get in all those type of categories as well. So, no, I mean, uh, we, we killed Leon Rose for a lot of the moves. We killed him for last offseason. This offseason, or this season, he's been sensational between Jalen Brunson, who has been fantastic and should have been an all-star, and then the Josh Hart move, which is very reminiscent to me of, of almost like the Derrick Rose move that first year where you're thinking, all right, you know, you didn't really give up anything to get him. Cam Reddish was certainly not going to ever play for the Knicks anyway. So, you know, at least get something of value back for him. But uh, he's been absolutely fantastic and a great move by Leon Rose. And you know who else had a really solid game tonight, Gordon? Uh, Obi Toppin. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of big threes mm-hmm. open in the corner. 12 minutes had nine points couple of rebounds which is something I, I love to see him do I need him to you know I'd like to see him get more involved in, in, in rebounding and everything uh, decent defense uh, he played well and it allowed it really allowed Randall to play 36 minutes and see for me Gordon that's that's okay if I can get top in because look I understand he's not gonna play a bunch of minutes okay he's not gonna be 25 30 minutes ever on this team but if he can give you that type of contribution in 12 to 15 minutes, that allows you to leave Julius Randle to play only 33, 34, 35, 36 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. You'll take that every day because he's fresh in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And, and you know, for Toppin, he can't really afford to have those nights where he's a little invisible. So uh, because you know what's going to happen if he ever does have those kind of games, he's going to be right back to, to – it's not going to be 15 minutes. It's going to be maybe single-digit minutes. Uh, so – um, no, he was good tonight. A lot of guys contributed tonight. The only one that, uh, that, that saw a significant amount of minutes who, who struggled was, was R.J. Barrett. You're kind of wondering if he's ever going to kind of snap out of this. Uh, the turnovers were the thing that jumped out to me about him. But, uh, look, great win, a lot of contributors. So you just keep it rolling here and, and see if you can keep it, go, keep it going the rest of the week. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And that was the, uh, you know, that's that's the interesting thing here is, you know, what is going to be uh, the situation with RJ? Because Gordon, he, and he, this is coming off, well, he played well against the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. He had a but much better game. But everybody played well against the Pelicans. True, absolutely. <laughs> so tonight you were looking to see if he could do a little something to build on that. And he struggled early, but near the end of the, like maybe it was near the end of the first half or early third quarter, he made, I think he made three or four really good plays in a row. And you're like, okay, this is this is what we need from you. If you can just build on those plays. I think it was, you know, a, a great pass. He went to the basket, didn't settle for three. Uh, made a spin move and did something, finished a layup, and then went another play and got fouled, went to the free throw line. Um, so, you know, those were the positive plays. But then before that, Gordon, he was just – he's just trying too hard. Yeah, he's, try, he's trying to do way too much. Just let the game come to you. And I know it's tough. You want to be involved. You want to know that you don't want to be that guy left out. When, team, when the team is playing well, mm-hmm. Gordon, you want to be a part of that. You want to say, of I course. contributed too. I get it. I understand it. But by trying to do too much, you're actually – 
hurting the team, and you're really forcing Tibbs to limit your minutes. Yeah, and it stands out even more when everybody else is playing well. Yeah. So it's, it's a difficult spot that he's in right now. You're hoping he's eventually going to snap out of it. Uh, I guess the on the bright side, it, it did not impact them uh, really in any way because, again, down the stretch of this game, it, you never really felt like the Knicks were going to blow this. No, not and, at all. And, and think about that as well. Like, what were the, some of the two big issues this entire season? Blowing leads in the fourth quarter, melting down in the fourth quarter, and, and three-point defense. And both of those things tonight, I mean, the, the Celtics could not throw the ball in the no. ocean from three. No. So uh, that it's kind of hard to catch up when you, you fall behind by double digits in the first quarter and, and, and you can never hit – I mean, they never got any kind of run in this game. Nine for 42 from three. <laughs> that's a bad night. Nine for that's 42. That's a bad night. That's, that's a, a Nick-type shooting night. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a rough Celtic night. Type Absolutely. Shooting night. JoJo's in Jersey. He just left the Nick game. What's up, JoJo? Hey, how you doing, Larry? How you doing, Gordon? How's everything? Hey, uh, oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, we just left the game, and I'm going to tell you, you know, bad news is RJ. I have no idea, you know, what is going on with him. It's, it's very scary, honestly. But uh, the pros is just how well everyone's meshing. And, you know, it, besides RJ, you know, Josh Hart looks like he, he's a, he's our Marcus Smart, you know, mm. and I don't want to, you know, no pun intended with, with uh, playing Boston, but it's just, He's just doing all the scrappy work. And then, you know, um, Brunson and Randall are just doing their thing. And you just got uh, the three-point ball really worked out for us. And I, I just felt like uh, Boston was playing catch-up. And, with the, you know, the Knicks' massive atmosphere was just insane today. And I just uh, – very exciting, and I'm excited for the playoffs. I just hope they keep it up. But I am nervous about RJ. It's, it, just, it just stinks. That's all I got to say. I hear you, JoJo. Thanks for the phone call. He'll get it. He'll, 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 all he needs is a game or two, Gordon, where he's, he's himself. You know what I mean? Where, Mm. where he can just fit in. And I think Tibbs is doing a good thing. He puts him in sometimes with the bench, with the reserves to try to get him, you know, get him some run, get him, get him a good feeling about him being a part of the team and and making some big plays. He just has to take, you love the aggressiveness, but you just want him to, to dial it back a little bit. Because he's he just dribbles forever. Yeah, it uh, it's uh, it, I think it's just simply trying to do too much, right? Putting pressure on himself because you want to step up, you want to show that you can overcome the struggles that you've been dealing with. And um, uh, sometimes when when somebody tells you to you know act act natural, the most the, the, it's the hardest time to act natural is when somebody tells you to act natural. So you know trying to overcome the pressure by um, uh, you know, taking it on head on. Sometimes you're better off letting the game come to you, and and that certainly was not the case tonight. I felt like he was definitely feeling the pressure. Yeah, and especially with them getting off to the quick start, it's like okay, I this is my chance to really get my game on a roll here, and then be a part of this and and be happy that I'm part of this. And in a lot of ways, he hurt them. But you know, listen, it doesn't take away from the win. No, they won in spite of him. They'll, Absolutely, they'll, they'll continue to play well. And listen, he'll. He'll, he'll come along for the ride eventually, Gordon. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, like, how many times did that happen? Like, we're all talking about how many different contributors there were. It will not be surprising at all if, if, if some game down the road here, not too in the distant future, he's one of the guys who's, you know, oh, wow, look at R.J. Barrett kind of mm-hmm. stepped up tonight and, and one of, the, one of the, the stars of the game. 
I'm looking forward to that. Like many are looking forward to the New York Islanders 50th anniversary season. It continues with celebrations and giveaways all season long at their home, the UBS Arena. And ESPN New York wants to make you a part of this historic season. How? Well, you can enter to win two free tickets to see the Islanders face off against the Buffalo Sabres at home on March 7th. Just download the ESPN New York app, scroll down the contest, and submit your entry. Now, for full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. And if you want Islander news like tickets and team information, be sure to visit NewYorkIslanders.com and catch every Islanders game live on the Islanders stream heard only on the ESPN New York app. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls, and I can't wait to hear what Gordon's got to say about these new baseball rules. Games are flying by. 210, 215, 225. Oh, it's it's a joy to watch. The game's just whoosh, flying by. We'll discuss that next on 98.7. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, you are next on 98.7. Hey, how's it going, guys? Jose. Hey, uh, just wanted to pretty much get my Nick, uh, two Nick points. Um, I thought that they played. Um, it was a sloppy game, um, but I thought that they played very well. I thought the intensity was great where every possession mattered. Um, the, the flying around for the rebounds and getting the, the, the key steals. And I thought um, Emmanuel quickly, one of those, you know, late first round picks that nobody's supposed to care about, you know, actually came out and made a huge difference today. And I think, you know, as far as, you know, enjoying the movie, enjoying, you know, the movie and enjoying, you know, the ride, we got to enjoy, you know, what, you know, the, the, the process as well. And we have to, you know, actually preach patience because I think that they've actually done a good good job in being very patient and still being in a position where they're still not far off from the teams that have the quote-unquote superstars. And um, I hope that they do very well. And my second point um, about Julius Randle, you know, I remember Gordon Damer back in the days where you used to take a lot of phone calls about a superstar who used to get hate on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, and he won two MVPs. That guy was named was Alex Rodriguez. Julius Randle doesn't receive anywhere near that type of hatred. And I think, you know, people do appreciate the work work production. It's just people are also just, you know, keep uh, also just know what he is and we just, you know, we just know we appreciate what he does from from a standpoint of where where we are right now. I hear what you're saying, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. I just think that when you don't perform, Gordon, I don't care in any sport, right? people boo you. Absolutely. And especially in a situation where you were the man the first year, you, the second year you were here, and they go to – the Knicks don't get to the postseason without Julius Randle. They don't get there. Forget fourth right. seed. They don't get to the postseason without him. So we're looking at that, and we're expecting that, you know, he's going to build on that. Okay, it was a tough playoff. Okay, you put it behind you, you move on to a new season. And Gordon, he didn't move on. And whatever it was, you know, whether it was personal issues, whether it was just it was one of those years, whether it was a hangover from how, how he just didn't perform, how he felt he let the team down, whatever it was, he just he 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 could have responded better to the booze. And I'm not saying how he should respond, but he could have responded better. The thumbs down was the worst thing you could do. You just rather go up and down and just ignore it. Okay, I, okay, you're right. All right, let me focus in. Let me shut you up by by playing better. 
And so that didn't help matters. And then his play on the court didn't help matters. There was, there was games, Gordon, where he acted like he didn't even want to be there. So that's what the crowd responded to. Clearly, nobody's talking about that now. He's getting a round of applause. He's getting chants. He's getting applauses. He's, everything is okay. It's, it's about production. Yeah, and his range of outcomes in his time with the Knicks, it's, it's, it's much wider than what you would consider for the typical star player on any team. Like the first year he was here, we couldn't wait to get rid of him. The second year he was here, there were MVP chants. He was the most improved player. He was an all-star. The third year was a major disappointment coming off a playoff performance, which was abysmal. Uh, but it just shows you how quickly it's all tied to production. It's all tied to winning. And as the Knicks have won, more Knicks fans have loved Julius Randle. And as the Knicks have lost, they have bigger issues with Julius Randle because he is your star player. So, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not complex. <laughs> that much is true for sure. It's not complex. So uh, if they get into the playoffs this year and he has a performance like two years ago where he was just completely taken out of the series and the Knicks have a quick ouster, the booze will start again, you know, like it, that. That's just that's just how it is. I don't I don't know why it comes as a surprise to anybody. But if the opposite happens, if he gets into the playoffs, the Knicks win a couple of games or win a playoff series or get into the second round. Uh, the the love. I mean, you do not have to do a lot for Nick fans to love you. No, Mm-mm. we're easy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they they they've been starving for so long. They'll take just about anything. And this has been fantastic. This has been a great year. Uh, not not just by Nick standards, by any standards. This yeah. has been a really solid year. It is. It is. It it just makes you excited, Gordon, at the possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Just just to be, just to see them play well and and put some. Because all we ask for is consistency. All we ask for, Gordon, is for them to play hard and and give their best. And you know, we know shots are not going to fall every night. We know you're not going to play your best every night. You're human. You're going to have nights where you, it doesn't go. But at least you show effort and everything. That's all we ask. And, and I think it also, because still with this regime, uh, it's still very up in the air about whether or not they have a long-term plan, whether or not their long-term plan is going to be successful. And, and after last year, you know, the way that went, you're thinking to yourself, oh, boy. But what this year shows you is, yes, you can enjoy the now, but you can also think, hey, you know what? Maybe we have the people in place here that actually do have a plan. I mean, they did find, you know, they went out and got Brunson. They were able to land him when I don't think a lot of people thought that they would necessarily be able to. Um, they've turned things around this year where I, coming into the year, I don't think, myself included, didn't think that they were going to be able to. The Josh mm-hmm. Hart deal has worked out great. So it's not just, you know, seeing them play this well, it not only gives you um, joy and, and excitement and entertainment for now, I think it also kind of allows you to think, you know what, maybe these guys do know what they're doing. Yeah, and it gives you some confidence. And, yeah, and, absolutely. You know, the positive hope about, wow, what are they going to do? Wow, what are they going to do in the offseason? Mm-hmm. What, what could they do? But whenever the offseason comes, well, right now we're just enjoying this, this climb up the, you know, up, up, up the standings. Absolutely. And, and, you know, listen, uh, we don't know where they're going to finish, but if they could, as long as they're in the top six, I'm good. I'm good. Now, I would prefer five because, you know, I think it's an easier matchup with, right. with Cleveland. But I, I just want to be I just want to be in the top six, Gordon. I don't want to deal with that play in, win one, lose one, you no, know, go home. No, I, at I this point, yeah, you feel that. like, you know, the, there was so long where the play in was was acceptable. It now feels like because of what happened with Brooklyn, um, Miami's still going to be tough because it just they feels are. like they'll they'll gain strength as they get down the, the, the stretch of the season. But 
you know, when you're sitting here at five with I don't know how many games they have left, but whatever it is, uh, and, and playing as well as you are, this is playing their best basketball at this time. Yeah, the playoffs have to – anything less than the, making the playoffs, I think, at this point would clearly be a disappointment. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Trey? Welcome back, G. Now, when I was gone, did you start any fights with any of our listeners? Uh, no, no, I, no, I, no, I did not. Right. I had a very, That's I had nice a very, no, I did not. Larry, Larry will attest to this. I was, I was, I didn't, I didn't do anything. We, we, we had a good, we had a good week. Okay, well, good. he actually tried to bring people together. Trey did? Right. Yes. Interesting. He made some calls. Man, G, I can't wait to see you at the Sasso game, G. We're going to have a long talk about this friendship thing we got going. Okay. I always I'm bring just, people together, G. I'm just G. bringing up the last time I was on the show, you were busy picking fights with everybody and anybody. Oh, I just, just want to make sure that that did not continue. This is unbelievable, man. This guy, man. This, this, oh, man, this guy. Can we get into it, please? Can we get no, into I, it, please? By, by all Jeez. I just wanted to no, it's always It's always about breaking me down. You see what I'm saying, Larry? This isn't about breaking me down. <laughs> Unreal, this guy, man. Gordon Damer, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, <laughs> very spirited win, and that's the that's the that's the word I like to use with this team. They're getting very spirited, you know, and they're doing it at the right time, man. This is not a very Knicks win, and all Knicks fans know what I'm saying. We start off big like that, we get up 22, we lose by 12. This is what we do. So it's good to see that this team is starting to get that. That dog in them in those in those late third periods in those late crunch times, you know. Between you know those those are championship minutes, Larry. After mm-hmm. seven minutes, when the starters come back in, those yep. are championship minutes right there, and they're starting to really absorb what it means to be to to be a to be not a great team, but to be a good team and to get timely stops in the fourth quarter. I thought that was I thought I, I thought the defense tonight was 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 better than good. Could have been better at some points. Uh, you know Julius Randle. I mean, he, I, as much as I want to criticize his game, he's a hell of a player, man. He's been he's been playing well this year. I got I got to give him his flowers, man. Only he's been one doing turnover it. Been... tonight, Trey. Over one yeah. turnover tonight, and the thing yeah. that 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 you really liked. And thanks for the phone call, my friend. We'll talk again. The one thing that you really liked, Gordon, from from Randall was they double teamed him a lot, and he did a better job at recognizing the double team. And throwing it to the other side, passing before the double team really got heavy. So you see the improvement. Now, there was a couple of times he got away with something and dribbled and, you know, had some mm-hmm. issues. But for the most part, he's he's you can see that he's thinking and he's aware and he's got a game plan for when the double team comes, he knows where to go. Yeah, I mean, the Knicks would not be in this position where they are um, tonight, notwithstanding, but if they would not be where they are this year without the, the production of Julius Randle, nope. the fact that he's turned things around, they would not have made the playoffs two years ago without him doing what he did. So, uh, you know, whether we can debate whether or not he's a superstar, if he's just a star, he's the Knicks star. And he is yeah. still the engine that makes them go uh, along with Jalen Brunson. Sammy's in Cleveland. What's up, Sammy? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Sammy. Sammy, you there? I just want to say, yeah, I just want to say how Brunson solidified, you know, Randall's game and just upped Randall's game. 
He has. There's no question about it, Sammy. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, Randall, Randall helps Brunson, and Brunson helps Randall, Gordon. And we were looking for that second person that consistently mm-hmm. could provide offense but also direction. And we said it from the beginning, Gordon, and we've been saying it for the past, what, two decades? The Knicks need a point guard. And okay, and yeah. they got a point guard who can score. So if you, obviously, there's going to be a difference, right? Yeah, uh, it's a, it's an important part to have, and 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 not just a point guard, but another person that can kind of carry the load. Uh, I mean, the the major takeaway we had from the the playoff year two years ago was you can't have Randall be. Uh, you know, the, the only star on the team because teams can just take him out of his game when he has nobody else to turn to. Now he has somebody else to turn to, and, and he has. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that's one of the reasons why he has been a little bit more uh, pass-happy and not uh, so stubborn with the ball and, and dribbling and dribbling and dribbling forever. So uh, hopefully it continues because this has been uh, a nice season so far, and it really does line up well. Like if, if you're hoping that, the, you know, two years ago, they kind of fluttered around 500 for a long while, and then they had that nine-game winning streak. Now, that was a little closer to the end of the season, mm-hmm. but you're kind of hoping you're going to be peaking at the right time. feels like things are mo- all things are moving in the right direction pretty much. Absolutely. Richard's in Manhattan. What's up, Richard? Larry, I got to correct you. You said that the Knicks needed a point guard. For, it's more than a point guard. The way basketball is now – you need not only being uh, not only a point guard, you need a scoring point guard. There's more pressure on the point guard now more than ever. Years ago, you can have a Mark Jackson, a guy who didn't score, you know, big numbers. Now you need a guy not only can handle the ball, distribute the ball, but he's got to be able to score. That's the way the NBA is now with your scores of 120, 130 every game. So it's more than that, and that's what Brunson brings to the table. He is a point guard, but he's a score. He's the best scoring point guard the Knicks have ever had. You know, this guy can really put light it up, and he gets the other players involved. You know, if they win 14 more games, fellas, they're going to end up with 50 wins. And who would have thought that this year? Everyone, they were going to fire a Thibodeau. He forgot how to coach. He didn't, you know, and so much negativism about uh, R.J. Barrett, and we didn't get down. Oh, I couldn't stand it. That's all we kept hearing all year long. This, this justifies all the good moves that the Knicks front office has made. And I'm just going to close with one thing. All the young people out there, I've been watching New York sports 60 years, and the most beloved New York team I've ever seen for one year who got it done. Now, this is the team that got it done and was most beloved was the 69-70 Knicks. Every night at the Garden was like a cocktail party, a wedding. It was that great. I mean, I can tell you maybe the 86 New York Giants would come close or the 86 Mets. But, you know, you always had the Yankee fans. The Knicks owned New York in 69-70, as it always is when the Knicks are good. There is no team in New York that is as popular as the. I remember the playoff games when Ewing was there. The first round they play Charlotte or whoever they and the fans on a Saturday afternoon, Larry, they'd mm-hmm. go wild on a yeah. on a Saturday afternoon. And it could be less dramatic than you can't get. You know, it's Saturday afternoon and the fans would open up going wild. That's how big basketball is in New York. So I just hope the New York fans know this. The Knicks fans know this. The Knicks players should know this. That 69-70 team, 
Everybody loved it. It was an unbelievable love affair with New York. Fellas, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. All right, Richard. Thanks for checking in. And uh, listen, Gordon, all you have to do, I have to go back that far. They won a game in the playoffs, and it was people were losing their minds. (laughs) People were losing their minds, Larry. You know, that's because we're starving. (laughs) Yeah. That's why we're starving. So, listen, just to have right now, what are we rooting for? Boston, we beat you tonight. Now, you want to be? You want to? You want to get us back? Uh, go beat Cleveland on Wednesday. Because <laughs> they play Cleveland Wednesday, Gordon. So, you yep. know, go beat Cleveland Wednesday for us. Help us out. Do us a favor. You, that would be you, nice. Do us a solid. You know, move closer to that fourth spot too, Gordon. Keep keep moving up. Stack the wins, and however you have at the end of the season, that's a good thing. And keep in mind, I mean, even if they get to five, even if they could lock in at five right now, you'd have to think they're not going to be favored in that series. It's like no. if the Knicks fan thinks, well, we get to five, we're going to win the first round. Well, who can we play in the second round? Can we beat them too? No, even if you're at five, the, you don't have home court, and, and, no. and you would not likely be fa- – I don't know what the odds would be, but I'd have to assume they're not going to be favored in that series either. Mm-hmm. But uh, to me, the, 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 the real change here, not just how well they're playing, but the fact that it seems like they've secured themselves a little bit – in yes. terms of the actual playoffs as opposed to the play-in. That's the next step up. No question about it. When we return, Gordon and I will talk a little baseball because games are flying. Well, some of them. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.